I don't know why I do some of those things, folks. I just do because they're in my mind. My mind's a crazy thing sometimes, but not when it comes to God's plan and God's word. We have a great privilege today because we're going to spend some time with a group of shepherds and a bunch of angels and two adults called Joseph and Mary and a wonderful baby child called Jesus. And you know the passage of Scripture is one of the main passages in the second chapter of Luke. And we have read it and we have heard it read many, 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 many times. And I have heard it, who knows, a hundred times. And yet this week when I was studying this passage and preparing to share some words with you, there are things here that I have seen that I did not know or did not really realize or did not Im impact me over the years and over the other times that I've looked at and heard and enjoyed this passage of Scripture. So please stay with me and, or please read along. This is in the second chapter of, of Luke and it starts with verse 8 and we're going to have it on the screen. Yes, now there are the words, and you can read off the screen or read in your scripture. But I'm going to go very slowly, and we may be out of here by 4 o'clock this afternoon. But we're going to cover this because it's very important. And it says there in verse 8 of chapter 2 of Luke, it says, And there were shepherds. Now I'm going to stop right there. We got a long way into this, but shepherds. Now, who are these fellows? Now, I've always heard and been impressed and been taught that these shepherds sort of represented a lower class kind of people. I'm going to tell you that there is another possibility that I've discovered, and just this past week did I discover it. But some people believe that maybe these shepherds were not a lower class of people, but they were a part of the priestly class. And that their shepherding and their watching over their flocks, they were caring for the sheep and the animals that were going to the temple for sacrifice. Now, I don't really care which side of that you would think on. I just want you to know that there's a group of people going about their normal life out there in the fields. Actually, it says that there were shepherds living in the fields nearby. So apparently these people resided there. I always sort of, sort of thought that they were just out doing their nightly work. But it says, and we're going to take scripture for what it says, they were living out in the fields nearby there in, in verse 8. It says, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And then they had this great, wonderful spiritual experience. Now, before we get too far into just a beautiful story or the history of this, as always, I want to take this personally. And I want to encourage you to take it personally. Because here these men, these shepherds, are about to have this great spiritual experience. And I do not want you to say, well, yeah, that's really nice, but that was back in Jesus' time, and that was 2,000 years ago, and 
We don't have those kinds of things happen anymore. Well, is that true? No, I don't think so. I've had some wonderful, powerful spiritual experiences, and I trust that you have also, where really God makes himself so absolutely evident, known to me and to you, as these angels are about to do with Jesus coming here. And so in verse 9 it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now let's think a little bit about this glory of the Lord. How many of you know the term Shekinah glory? I hope you do, because that's an Old Testament term, basically. But please remember that these shepherds, and certainly Almighty God, is an Old Testament God, and they were Old Testament Jewish people believing in the Scriptures. And back during the Exodus and during the journey across the wilderness and in the tabernacle, the, the place where the Jewish people worshipped during that whole time, they experienced this Shekinah glory. Now, basically, the Shekinah glory just means that God is present with us. God is dwelling in our midst. Now, please apply that to what we're about to talk about, to Jesus Christ himself, God Almighty, coming to dwell with us on this earth, to relate to us, to teach us, to love us, to save us by his sacrifice on the cross. And so here... I am absolutely convinced that as it says that the glory of the Lord shone all around them, that we're talking about the Shekinah glory, and that is God dwelling with these folks and also dwelling with you and me. And it says, and they were terrified. Now that's a really important term. They were afraid. Now... I've looked up, and I haven't gone through and counted this, but apparently somebody has, and somebody, a lot of people in the Christian life say that the term do not be afraid or fear not or something of that sort, do not be anxious, that this kind of terminology appears in our scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, 365 days. I mean, 365 times. Now, I'm a little concerned because that applies certainly to 365 days. And people have said, well, we're supposed to not be afraid every day of the year. Now, I'm in favor of the concept. I'm just not sure that that's where it all resides. Now, I'm telling you, I did not go through Scripture and count 365 but I will tell you that I do believe, and lots of folks believe, that that phrase, do not be afraid or fear not, that it is one of the most oft-quoted phrases in the Bible. And so here these folks are afraid. They're even more than afraid. They're terrified. Now I want you to identify with that. Can you? How would you feel if you're out there at night? These fellows have been out there night after night after night after night after night. And to be honest, I think it's probably a pretty boring job 
Maybe occasionally a bear would show up. <laughs> That's not boring. Or maybe occasionally they would lose a sheep and they would have to go take care of that. But most of the time, they're just sitting on the hillside doing little or nothing. And now it says that an angel came and stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. They were frightened. Now identifying with the, the shepherds, you would be terrified. I would be terrified. Even believing in Almighty God and knowing that He can do, do supernatural things, if an angel appeared right here in front of us right this moment, if supernaturally God's plan, uh, the archangel Gabriel or Michael, now I want to assure you that these fellows, Michael and Gabriel, they're not little, little figures flitting around playing the harp. These are men that are eight feet tall. And now I don't know how tall they are. But do you understand that these angels are not what we picture sometimes. They are massive, imposing, powerful creatures because they're servants of God. They are messengers from Almighty God. And so now it says that an angel appeared and they were terrified. And what does the angel say? He says, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now there is the word. Great news, good joy, powerful joy for all the people. Now that's all the people in that day and time and that's all the people in this day and time. This angel is bringing this good news. Good news. What other term do we use there? The gospel of Jesus Christ. The angel is bringing the good news and it's going to be a thing of great joy for all the people. And so the angel is saying, do not be afraid because I am here to bring you something that is absolutely the top of the list as far as joy. Now we heard in the Advent reading a moment ago some definitions or some clarification of joy versus happiness. We can't get this mixed up. Please understand that you do get happy, I hope. I do get happy. We get happy over circumstances. We get happy over life events. <coughs> but many of these circumstances and life events are transient. In other words, they're moving through. They're going to change. Because what have I said many times here recently? We're all strugglers. We all suffer. And sometimes suffering is not happy. It's very sad and very difficult. So happiness is a wonderful thing. And it is a real thing. But it is changing. It is dynamic. It is transient. It's going to pass on. Joy, on the other hand, is a solid, continuing, absolute thing because... It is tied to one 
factor in your life and in my life. And that is the security and the blessings that Jesus Christ gives us as we are Christian men and women. And so what that says to me is, is that sometimes you're going to be sad and joyful at the same time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because you're going to have some sad experiences, but if or when or since you and I are Christian people, and if you're not a Christian today, please talk to me before you leave here, because if you and I as Christian people, we're going to have an absolute continuing security in the promises of Almighty God through Jesus Christ. And you can say amen to that if you would like to, because that is a fact. So here, this angel is going to bring this good news of great joy that will be for all the people. He says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Now, he's talking to the, to the, to the shepherds. These shepherds are Jewish people. He's saying a Savior has been born to you in the city of David. They know that that's Bethlehem. And he is now about to say, and this Savior is Christ the Lord. What's another term for Christ? Messiah. Remember, these are Jewish people. Who are they looking for? The Messiah. That is their main focus. The Messiah is coming. Now, unfortunately, we know, and some of us heard from Dr. Sadaka this this past week, that there are many, 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 many Jews in our world today that still do not know that the Messiah has come. See, that is tragic for me to even have to say that because I trust that sitting here, the group that we have here this morning, that we all know that the Messiah has come. And that's what we're celebrating as far as the joy of Christmas here as this angel speaks to these shepherds. So, he says that this is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and you will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, have you ever thought about those swaddling cloths, those blankets or linens that Jesus is wrapped in? Where did that, what does that mean, and where did it come from? Well, most people that know more about it than I do say that those are priestly cloths that Elizabeth, you remember Mary's cousin, whose husband was a prophet, a priest, that Elizabeth gave those cloths to Mary. And Mary, kind of like Mary had a a baby shower. (laughs) Because Elizabeth knew she was pregnant, and they knew it was Jesus Christ. It It is foretold in the first chapter of Luke. And so some people believe that these swaddling cloths, these cloths, these linens, that Jesus is wrapped in are some priestly cloths that Elizabeth gave to Mary some months prior to this. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Now, 
the the scene has just gotten more magnanimous. <laughs> We've had one angel and maybe ten shepherds on the side of the hill. And now we got a whole host of angels and ten shepherds. You think they were terrified before? <laughs> what about now? We got a whole choir. Or wait, is it a choir? What does scripture say? It says that they were saying. Now again, I've always thought that the the host of angels that they were singing. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because it does say that they were praising. But we have a concept that they were singing as a heavenly host, a choir from heaven. Uh, that's all right. But it does say saying. So uh, we need to at least note that and wrestle with that a bit if we need to. And it says that they were saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Or I would say it a little differently. Peace to men and women who have believed in Jesus Christ. Because that's where the peace comes from. And so here these heavenly hosts are praising God, saying these magnificent things. And then the angels left them. Now, suddenly, after the light shining all around, after the glory of the Lord being all around them, I guess now the, the night is dark because they were out there on the hillside. And now it says there in verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, what did the shepherds do? Well, guys, that's over with. Let's sit back and have a cup of coffee and just get on with the night. Wow, I was really scared, weren't you? I can't believe what we just saw. And it must have been, maybe, maybe it was a hallucination. Maybe it was just something weird. Let's go check on the sheep. Is that what they did? No, now please remember that they were terrified. And now the night is dark. And what did they do? It says that the shepherds said to one another, we're in verse 15, let's go to Bethlehem. Now I want to stop here for a second because we have just seen a magnificent transformation Now, remember, these shepherds are just like you and me. They're just human beings. They're not angels. We're not angels. They are terrified, and we get terrified. They doubt, and we doubt. But now, they have just had this wonderful spiritual experience where the angels have come, and they have declared, and they have said, and they've had a host of angels in front of them, and they've had the the glory of the Lord shining all about them, the Shekinah glory. They've had this amazing spiritual experience. And I propose to you that this has transformed these men into something totally different, where they were frightened little boys. Now they're excited 
men taking initiative because it says that they say to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now, what happens when you're, when you're terrified, when you're afraid? You run away from the event or the situation or the person that scares you. You run the other direction. What are they doing now? They're running toward the whole situation. Now, I want to say to you that that is a God command, a God situation for you and me. It's called boldness. It's called courage. We're told by the Lord to be courageous and strong. Why? Because he says he will always be with us. Always be with us. Not just every now and then. And if we're doing what God tells us to do, we can step forth in boldness and strength and courage and absolute dedication to whatever God has said. That's what these men are doing. Let's go to Bethlehem. Do you see the excitement in that? We've got these terrified little boys that have now become excited men. And they're saying, we've got to get on with this. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing. There's joy in that. And there's joy available to you and me. If your sadness in your Christian life, then when you have the Lord and spiritual experiences where you know that the Lord is speaking to you, then there is boldness, there is excitement, there is strength. Well, here's the word, there's power in that. And so let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. <laughs> I'm sorry, just listen to the words. Listen to the words. They hurried off. Sometimes we kind of meander. Sometimes we kind of say, well, maybe I'll go that way. I don't see that here at all. And the joy of these men having experienced the presence of God and this angelic message, they are hurrying off. They're moving with great haste. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. Now I want you to think for just a moment. What were they expecting to see? I don't know an answer to that. But I think when they walked in and they saw Mary and Joseph and the baby, what's the baby doing? He's being a baby. <laughs> now, we get a little deceived. I'm sorry. But when you look at a Christmas card and you see the nativity scene... What is usually around the baby? A glow of heavenly light. Now, I believe absolutely that Jesus Christ was heavenly. And so I'm okay with that, but be careful because Jesus was just a baby. He was lying in a manger. He was lying in a, in a, in a tub, in a trough. He was, oh my goodness, maybe he was crying. Maybe he was hungry. But did we realize that Jesus came in order to identify with you and me? So he was a human baby. He had a human mother. He didn't come as a majestic, majestic kind of king 
a ruler or a conqueror or anything like that. He came and he was lying in a space in a manger, in a stall of animals. And I imagine maybe the shepherds were a little disappointed because they've had this great, beautiful experience out there on the hillside. And now they come in and they see the, the baby. But I don't think they were disappointed because what Scripture says, let's go on. It says that the baby was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Do I even need to explain that to you? Do you realize that these terrified, scared little men that have become big men, courageous, bold, moving with haste, that they now are evangelists. They now are witnesses. Now this is way, way before in the first chapter of Acts where it says we're going to go and be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and all of the other uttermost parts of the earth. But these men were moved by the spirit and by the excitement and the joy of God's experience. And it says, and they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed. Now, don't be deceived. That doesn't mean everybody agreed with them. <laughs> I imagine they hit some, some conflict. They hit some opposition. They were telling about this thing that happened on the hillside. They were telling about what the angel had said to them. I'm sure there were people that said... <laughs> Have you guys been drinking too much? What, what is wrong with you? I'm just, I, I have to assume that they were thinking there were a lot of people, but I also think that there were a lot of people that paid attention. Maybe there were a lot of people that knew these shepherds and respected these shepherds. And now these shepherds are telling them something amazing that it happened out there on the hillside. And it says, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondered them in her heart. Please think back with this beautiful mother that is named Mary to the fact that the angel came to her several months prior and said, you're going to have a child and his name is going to be Jesus. And he's going to come in order to do what? To save the world from our sins. That's the one reason he came. Not to conquer, not to be a, a ruler, not to change politics, not to change economy, not to do any of that. Jesus Christ came to this scene and to this beautiful young lady by the name of Mary as his earthly mother, he came to save men and women from their sins. And I believe that's exactly what Mary is pondering and she's realizing that she is now the mother of God, to be honest with you. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just 
as they had been told. Now, I used the term a moment ago, transformation. These men are not the same. They have been transformed from frightened little boys to excited, strong, diligent men that are serving the Lord and sharing the good news of great joy that the angel has brought to them. Now, what's my question to you and me? Can you imagine, since these men have been transformed into this powerful creature that they go about sharing the good news, can you imagine them saying, well, no, I'm kind of tired of that. I just need to go back to being a regular shepherd. I, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Or wow, man, they ask a lot of me at church. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I don't even want to imagine it, because there is transformation here, in and through the presence of Almighty God, and the birth of Jesus Christ, and. The scripture says, and these men went back to, to their normal life, but not just to their normal life, because they were different. They were changed, and they spread the word, spread the word. They witnessed to the truth of this good news that brought great joy to all the people. So must we. Let's pray.